Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Live on SEN Tassie, 16.29 a.m. SEN Track Devonport, 16.11 a.m. And SEN Track Launceston, 16.11. This is SEN Tassie's footy special with David Lifter. Follow us on Twitter at SEN Tassie. Good afternoon, everybody. Great to have your company, David Lithgow, with you on this beautiful Thursday afternoon here in Hobart. What a joy it is to have you on a big day here in Tasmanian sport, of course. Gil McLaughlin in town today to talk all things AFL football, AFL stadium, etc. It is the really is the big news on everybody's dip, and it has been now for a long time. We're going to have Andy Bennett, Hawks champion, come and talk to us shortly. Alistair Nicholson from Channel 7 will also join us, and the boss of Win News, Alex Johnston, to come up as well. But firstly, it's great to be able to talk to one of the greats of Tasmania football and one of my favourite people in football, Andy Bennett. I think Andy's joined us first thing today. You there, Andy? Yeah, great to to speak to you, Flash. Very generous in your praise there. Great old champion. May not not quite be how I think of myself, but a pleasure to be with you again. Brings back memories. Well, just the very odd occasion you let your guard down, Andy, from my memory, you, um, you did work quite proud of your um, achievements, which were outstanding. A great football person that you've been coaching Tasmania for a long time. Firstly, Andy, um, today, it feels like a big day in sport with Gil McLaughlin in town and you, obviously, with your role at AFL Tasmania, you were there today. Um, the Premier was in town. Um, how did you find all the proceedings? It sounded pretty good from afar. Oh, it was, it's a very, very positive event. Uh, um, Gil McLaughlin spoke very well. Jeremy Rockcliffe was very impressive, um, um, particularly from Jeremy Rockcliffe. It's just, just his passion and commitment to the to the whole project, the whole idea, and what it, what it can and will do for Tasmania uh, was was obvious, was palpable. And Gil McLaughlin is uh, well. He just he's been in footy for so long and leading football for so long. He's just very. Very skilled, understands the, the the game, understands the world, how we work with governments, uh, and was very, very positive. It's, it's the best way to capture. This is an exciting time. I know it's just sort of we're all waiting and hoping. And yes. When will it, when will announcement be made? But it's just if you just take a step back, get a little bit patient about that, and just then, gee, this is exciting. The opportunity here is just enormous. Can I just talk it from more a, a personal level, from your perspective, as somebody that? Yeah. Jeepers, I think you moved to Tassie in about 1985, 86. I got that right. Went to Sandy Bay yeah. and yeah. after your, your footy at Hawthorne and then the Saints. Um, why, if I was around the table with Andy Bennett tonight um, and we're chatting about it, why is it so important, A, for the AFL team, but B, to have a good facility to play in when, when and if it happens down the track? From Just per, from your personal experience and from what you've seen, why do we need it, Andy? Oh, well, there's a whole lots of angles on that. Now, first one, you, you're right. I came to the uh, came to Tasmania. Um, Tasmania embraced me, and football embraced me in the state uh, way back in 1986, and been in and around football ever since then. Um, 
So I do I clearly see the benefit of football just generally. So let's leave aside the AFL, AFL bid uh, just for a moment. But what football does for communities and uh, the, and our reach around the state, not around the nation, to be honest, but we're talking particularly Tasmania, what it does to lift and connect people, um, help people through challenges and problems, gain employment, um, look after each other, um, make friends. You know, I could tell you a thousand stories about the clubs that I've been to where they are gen- genuinely, genuinely, and not just and not just in the regions, but within uh, within urban areas as well. They're genuinely the centre of their, their community. So it's important just from that point of view. That, you know, that's why football or sport generally is good. From an AFL bid point of view, um, we've been talking about the possibility of us joining the AFL since, from my memory, I think the first time we're really talking about is late 80s, early 90s. So we've been waiting patiently for 30, 30 plus years. Why Tasmania should be in it? Tasmania has a massive history in, in football, battered above its weight, produced an enormous number of champions and continues to do so. We deserve to be represented at that level. We deserve to be... Uh, to have something that we call our own and can be enormously proud of, uh, and I genuinely believe it'll happen. Um, not not just the AFL, but I also I'm very confident that we'll get the stadium up. I understand there's some challenges, and we have to work hard on on making that happen. But uh, the benefits I see for football clubs in general, and so again, not not just not done, don't just focus on the AFL team, but yes, making it right. so much better better for community clubs to exist and thrive because undoubtedly there'll be an enormous increase in participation around that. So it just makes their jobs better and they'll do all those things I talked about before, connection, health, centre of communities will be be exemplified even more. Bit of a grab bag there but... Andy, I said to a, a good mate of mine yesterday afternoon, I said let's just imagine we're in the second week of April and it's uh, Wednesday yesterday. Let's say it's Wednesday today. And on Friday night, it's 7.30. Tassie got a home game against Collingwood. Oh. Uh, the venue is down on the docks. Um, the, yeah. the restaurants are all full, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's an amazing thought process. And I know you well. And I know you when you sit back and think about that and all the everything that goes with it. It's an extraordinary thought process, isn't it? Extraordinary. And, you know, one of the great things that goes that Flash, you and I might be walking there together. We've had yeah. a beer down in Salamanca, right. had a meal, and we're wandering off to the footy club and just just how exciting that would be. I, you know, this, you know I've played at Hawthorne, and, I, and I'm a, probably a Hawthorne supporter and whatever. Um, but if you remember back to when the Deb, we had a team in the, v, in the VFL side, Tavels and they uh, Devils, when we used to commentate on that, I used to, I genuinely barracked and felt emotion about that. So yes. when you talk about that, we're wandering down to the stadium at Docklands, and I, I can feel my emotion growing as I get along there. And there would be, and I would be just one of thousands upon thousands of people who feel the same way. It's interesting, and I, I haven't talked to you for a little while, which is, I reckon it's probably six or nine months since you and I have caught up, which is too long, of course, but too I reckon you I don't even know if you've got yourself down to a Jack Jumpers game and, and seen what yep. The, yep. the embracing and, and finally, finally, we've got someone of our own 
to Barrack for. It's not Hawthorne. It's not the other club. And, all, and it doesn't matter. We, we won't even talk about all the clubs that have played their part in contributing to the sport here. But it, it's, it's, it, is it really that simple that us Tasmanians really just need to galvanise ourselves with our own mob? Is it really? To me, it is that simple. Well, we're at the heart of it, we're tribal beings. That's what we are. We, we love our own. You know, that's, that's how we connect. You know, the history of the world existed. You know, it was us against them. You had, it had to be that way. You had to protect your own. And then that, that sense of being belonging to a tribe has just grown out of that. I'll, I'll give you another another example around this. I, You may know that I, I played football for South Australia and very proudly so. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But there was a whole other level when I came and played for Tasmania and then um, probably more poignantly coached Tasmania in the 90s. The sense of pride and the feeling that was amongst that team when they were playing for the map, with the map, was something I had quite honestly never experienced before in football. It just just elevated me. And I saw the efforts that people would make and I saw how the crowd was on, the, on their side. So we're just talking about that in spades. We just you know the beauty of it. If we have an AFL team, that will happen every two, three weeks. It really is an amazing thought. Uh, tell us about your role. Of course, you're a, a school teacher and a principal for the best part of four decades. Um, and the last few years, you've been with AFL Tasmania. Part of your role is, or oh, a lot of your role, is getting around Tasmania. I know you've pretty much been to most footy clubs around the state the last three or four years. What mm. are the what are the people uh, at Scottsdale? What are the people at um, down at Rosebury in the northwest coast or saying to you, what, what's the general conversation over your time well, when this vibe yeah. is starting to move as it has done the last couple of years? Yeah, I've got to say that um, I, have, I, I do get to the northwest and the north of the state, but not as often. My, my main role is yes. I oversee the TSL uh, and I oversee five competitions in the south. So I know those clubs, those yes. clubs more intimately, um, but I certainly had connections. Uh, you know, and I've visited lots of other uh, clubs around around the state. Um, what I see in football, in football clubs, is people are just 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 what we've talked about. They are enormously proud of their own club. They really belong and connect. I can tell you lots of stories how people um, moved to the state. From you know, there's a, there's a woman down at Sydney who um, Morag, her name is, who came to the state. Um, with a, a met a husband overseas and came to the state and moved down to Sydney and then went the back end of nowhere. Yes. Felt like her and she was she went and joined the football club and she said within a day I knew I belonged somewhere and she's been supporting it ever ever since. You know she 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 gives her life meaning and belief and strength and if you think of that's what football clubs do uh, for people all around Australia and all, and all around Tasmania. And then if you had just that other level, that we want something of our own that brings us together. Because if you go to Huonville versus Signet, is the most fiercely fought game of football you can you can almost imagine. Now if you lay on top of that, oh, we, we play each other on Saturday. Saturday night we're all going together to barracks for the Tassie team, the Tassie Devils or whatever we end up calling it. That brings That's a whole other level of commitment and bringing uh, brings brings people together. They they forget those rivalries and we reunite, we will reunite around that club. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And look, my concerns are, and we're cheapest. We're seeing the the plight of Galorki now and we'll save it for another day I'd love to talk to you about that because I know that'd be this whole plight they've got going through an emotional thing in which would you would feel a lot I don't have to ask you twice about that situation but my fear is now that if we don't get this up and going a we need a stadium to do it um that we got it this game mightn't keep growing in Tasmania without it and is that yeah, is that a, yeah. is that a, and that's as frank as I can be is that yeah. is that a fair comment yeah, no, 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 I understand that yeah, I, I absolutely, this is the moment we need to grab grab hold of with two hands and and take everything we can out of it so it's, it's a moment to be grabbed but just step back from that for a minute footy's been yes. around in Tasmania for 150 years plus the Richmond Football Club who I was talking to their president this morning, Richmond Football Club, just outside of Hobart. They were playing football back in the 1860s, for and sake, and came together as a club in 1870s. They've been there 150-plus years. That club and football in Tasmania will continue no, what, uh, no matter what. AFL will continue to invest in the game in the, in the, in the AFL-TAS, and through, uh, through the AFL, AFL-TAS will continue to invest in football in Tasmania. It will still be there. But the point yes. is, it won't be the model that we, you know, that we can envisage and almost, you know, you hope you can feel the excitement in my, in my voice, you know, okay. that we can, we can just about taste it. So, so uh, one is, yeah, it will, will be a game. It'll be a great game. It'll still connect people and still bring people together. But gee, we, uh, we, we, uh, the opportunity to grow that. Even if you think around, go back. I don't mind talking. It's probably not the right time to talk in depth. About Glenorchy, but if you think about Glenorchy, how much easier would it be for them in if we already had an AFL Tasmanian team Absolutely. and your participation was massive, and huge, and a lot of a lot of kids and boys and girls aspiring to play AFL footy or VFL, AFL or AFLW footy, VFL, VFLW, and play at the best level they can. So for clubs like Glenorchy and any other club around, the world is a whole lot easier for them uh, to survive and actually thrive. No doubt about it, Andy. This is uh, this has been terrific to have you on, mate. Um, it's a it's an exciting time. I, I would imagine for yourself being involved with AFL Tassie the last couple of years, it's been quite challenging at times. Would that be fair to say? Dealing with the political side of it, the moral side of it, the human side of it. It's it's a big, it's a big, it's a lot of big things we've thrown into the bowl. Yeah, I've got to say, in my role, uh, I don't have direct no. input. If you're talking about you're around it, you're around it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you feel it, and we—that's yeah, yeah, the point. Like everyone else, you know, we're all we're all excited and hoping, and yes. fingers crossed, and all that, and and it's just being patient and waiting for it because the reward is going to be great. It, it's just, you know, I can just, you know, I keep saying we just about taste it. It's, we're, oh, yeah. we're very very <laughs> close. We're very very close. For so, all our listeners out that's there, been I... the difficulty. Yeah. 
Okay. I was just going you know, to say, you're having one of those moments, Sandy, where you just start to grit your teeth a little bit and, and this <laughs> is the passion of you comes out of it. My, one of my first gigs was uh, commentating to you back in the 2010-11 era in the TSL and the emotion uh, that you've always had has uh, inspired me and I can still hear it there in your, in your tone. You're a, huh. you're a school teacher and a coach by trade and that sort of real passion, as Andy Bennett can only do, comes out <laughs> and we love it. Great to talk to you, mate. Thanks for that. I hope I, I, I never lose it. makes life no. a lot more fun. My word, it does. Thanks very much to Andy Bennett for joining us. Former St Kilda Hawthorne, Sandy Bay, Tasmanian, South Australian football champion, the whole lot of great man to have with us talking about footy today. Of course, Gil McLaughlin was in town, the breakdown effectively that $360 million has been promised um, to Tasmania. Two, the breakdown of that's interesting, 210 um, to the establishment of the, the club, the variables, AFLW, the list, etc. $90 million to game development, $33 million to talent development, uh, $15 million for the stadium itself, $10 million for a training facility. Um, it really is fascinating. Give us a text in, please. 0437 552 0437 Let us know your thoughts. Really exciting. Great to have your company. David Lithgow with you. Thanks to Harrison Agents and for Kia Sportage. We'll come back to you after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Tassie, 16.29am. SEN Track Devonport, 16.11am. And SEN Track Launceston, 16.11. This is SEN Tassie's Footy Special with David Lithgow. Follow us on Twitter at SEN Tassie. Great to have you with us, David Lithgow, here. And I'm coming to you live from 43A Midway Point Esplanade here in the water. All thanks to Harrison Agents. There's a property here for sale. And that's where we are broadcasting to you live. Great to everyone's texts coming through. Keep them coming. 0437 552 535. 0437 552 535. Coming through thick and fast. Firstly, Gooch from South Hobart. If the stadium is built, will Boot Park get demolished? That's a very good question. Boot Park, of course, I imagine he's alluding to us from Blunston Arena. I don't think it would get demolished, Gooch. It's a great question. Um, it's still a, a very good cricket ground. I think the issue there is, it's, um, it's you know, from my time, it's absolutely never had a footy feel about it at all. It's had no football soul whatsoever. And certainly the facilities for a, a modern 2027 AFL team in this world, they just don't stack up. And that's, that's the concern a lot of people have. And, you don't want to run the AFL drum here all the time because a lot the, the, I guess the people that are anti this are saying, well, we don't want the AFL to dominate us. Well, the AFL's right here. We do need a stadium. And that's the whole issue because we don't have one that's suitable. Thanks to you, Gooch. Here's one that's not for it. Peter in Hobart saying, happy for a team but not to pay for a stadium given the lack of social health community issues being dealt with here in Tasmania. Thank you for your text and input there, Pete. 
I think two things can be mutually exclusive. I do hear you, but my whole family's involved in health, except me. Uh, I'm sport and real estate, so I'm coming from the biased angle for sure. But I do think two things can be mutually exclusive and the benefits, health, socially, as well as financially, that I think we'll get out of having our own team would be quite incredible. George from Longley, is Cornelian Bay the best spot for the high-performance centre? Uh, I actually wasn't quite aware of the Cornelian Bay set up until today and had a look at it. It does appear to be a very good op one, that's for sure. And lastly, Brian from Newstead. Really flash, do we need a stadium? Question mark. I think we do. So that's that. Let's go to a little snippet today. Brent Costello, the head sports reporter from Win News, uh, was on Dwayne's show. And, and he was today at the Tourist Awards where Gil McLaughlin was. And here's just a couple of minutes of Brent's thoughts about what transpired today. Um, have a close listen. Hey, Brent, welcome to the program. Great to have you back on, by the way. Yeah, nice to talk to you, Dwayne. How are you, mate? I'm good. What did you take away from today's lunch? Well, it's a pretty exciting announcement today. We, we knew Gil was coming down, but uh, I just simply thought he was coming for a business lunch because we knew that uh, the, the stadium proposals with the federal government at the moment, so we didn't think he'd have much news for us. But uh, he's come down with a $360 million cheque, which is obviously very exciting. So he was just spruiking that, to be honest, at the lunch today and, and what it'll do um, for, for footy here in Tasmania. It's going to go, a lot of that will go to grassroots footy and, and uh, also you know, preparing our next generation of talent. So it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting announcement for the state. So there's been a talk of the divide and what can fix Tasmanian footy. What would the, be the best use for the $360 million to fix Tasmanian footy? Can you all get together and uh, read from the same hymn book there? Hopefully, yeah, that's the plan, obviously. But So this is all contingent on the stadium too, that $360 million. So that has to get built. $15 million of that 360 is going towards the stadium, but we still need to make up that shortfall of $240 million from the federal government. So really... Uh, the, <laughs> The whole Tasmanian footy ecosystem is in the hands of the, uh, the Prime Minister of Australia at the moment and if they can make up that shortfall for the stadium. So um, Gillen basically said that he's not expecting any sort of decision before the, the May budget, so this is going to drag out for a little bit longer, unfortunately, because it has been a bit of a saga. We've been on a bit of a roller coaster ride here, but we've got a few more months to wait to find out by the sounds of things. So when are you expecting to hear from the federal government as to whether they're going to allocate the money to the entire area? And as part of that money, a little bit of spare change to pump up the stadium build. Yeah, look, I really don't think it'll be until May, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, a, a bit of a wait ahead. Uh, I thought there might have been some sort of pre-budget announcement if they do decide to do it uh, before Gillan McLaughlin leaves his role. And, and we think that's going to be in April, but it sounds like that won't happen now. So whoever the new CEO is might be the one that, uh, that has the good news to deliver to us later this year. You do sound like you're pretty positive. You've been glass half full, positive that this idea is going to happen every time we've spoken to you. You sound more positive again today. Yeah, as I said, it's been a roller coaster ride, Dwayne. It really has. Uh, some days I'll feel like we're at 0%, some days 100%, some days at 50 But today feels like it's a, a really good um, good thing to be happening, that's for sure. And um, there's still a lot of opposition to the stadium, etc. down here. We know that. We saw that as recently as yesterday with some federal uh, senators coming out and banding together for opposition parties saying we should have to build a new stadium with taxpayer funds. But, look, I think the Prime Minister is pretty positive about it. He wants to see something happen at Mac Point, and um, he's the man that can deliver it. So that was Win News' Brent Costello tonight talking on Dwayne's World a little early with Dwayne Russell. Send us a text, 0437 552 535. A couple more have come through. Snags from Lindisfarne. 
A little bit tongue-in-cheek, I think, this one. Will the naysayers be allowed into the stadium once it's built? That's really good from you, Stags. Thank you very much for your contribution. And here, tickets from West Hobart. Great day for all Australians. Let's stop stuffing around and get this done. Let's go. Well, tickets, I'm all over you, young man. I couldn't agree anymore. Let's go indeed. I think today was baby steps again, and we seem to have had a few of them, but I read positivity. I'll talk about Anthony Albanese, his conversations a little bit earlier as well. A little bit later on, still to come, Alistair Nicholson and Alex Johnson from Win News. Let's go to our own news right now. Great to have you with us on SEN Tasmania, right around the beautiful Apple Isle and anywhere around the world you're listening to on the SEN app. David Lithgow with you here. Great to have your company. Uh, Andy Bennett earlier today, the passion oozed out of that man. And the next person we've got who's also an equally big fan as I am of Andy Bennett, a good mate of mine, a passionate man. I'm going to call him the voice of the Tasmanian football push. Channel 7 commentator Alistair Nicholson. How are you, Al? G'day, Flash. I definitely don't want to be known as that, mate, but I am very happy to be known as a supporter of the push for sure. It's um, it's something we've wanted for a very long time. I'm disappointed that I didn't get to speak to Andy. He's one of life's great people, isn't he? And what a wonderful Tasmanian he is. Wonderful he's, man. He is indeed. Although he's, uh, I mean, he wasn't born here, of course, but he's as Tasmanian as they come. He's spent a, Mate, well, 40 years on nearly. Now. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. rusted on. I know you've worked with him in the commentary box as well and seen that passion in his face, and I could hear it a little bit coming out of him today. He's a good person to have. What did you think of today? What's your? How do you sit back and reflect? You've just done what I've done. You've read and heard a bit of what Brent Costello from Win News had and the snippets have been coming out. No press conference uh, as such. The funds are there on the table for us to see from AFL Tasmania. Feels pretty positive yeah. to me. What do you think? Oh, I just thought it was another very positive step forward, Flash, and another strong show yes. of the intent of the AFL. That that level of commitment that they would be prepared to put, invest $360 million into a Tasmanian AFL team. I think there's been a time where we felt very neglected by the AFL, but this is the strongest demonstration I've seen ever that the AFL is taking Tasmania seriously, taking the Tasmanian licence extremely seriously to the point where they are now the champion of it. They want to see this happen. Uh, they're pulling out all the stops to try and make it happen. And to be honest with you, I can't see a world in which it doesn't happen. No. I've uh, Look, I've got people that, and I know you do, to, close to me that you think would know, and a couple in particular that haven't wavered through this whole process and said, Flash, it's going to happen. It's going to happen one way or the other. Look, everything obviously today was on the contingency, of course, that they get the $240 million out of the government, when you've heard the Premier or the, the Prime Minister of the country, Labor Governor, if you like, Anthony Albanese, um, his language and stuff, I feel like he's reasonably positive. Um, today, I'm not sure if you heard today's statement at all. What, what, what's yeah. your take on what the Prime Minister of this country at the moment is saying about the potential of this great stadium here in Hobart? Yeah, I mean, I think it is genuinely positive, Flash. Um, and it, it, it's something that he keeps talking about as an urban renewal um, proposal for a site that's been grossly underused, a magnificent piece of real estate in Tasmania that sat there vacant for way too long. He wants this to be more than just a football stadium, and I think that that's a fantastic thing for Tasmania yes, to have, an urban renewal project in an area 
where there could be a hotel, where there could be retail, where there could be parkland and accompanying at a football stadium. So people who are negative towards it need to look beyond the stadium and understand that there's a capacity to transform a piece of land that's unused in Tasmania with enormous government investment uh, to help prop it up, federal government investment that we ordinarily wouldn't get for a project. So it might even be that Tasmania is able to accrue more money out of the federal government by adding other layers to the proposal. And I know those conversations are going on at the moment. So yeah, let's look at this beyond the football stadium and, and yes. you know, the wild figures that get reported that it's a billion-dollar stadium and it's going to cost Tasmanian taxpayers a billion dollars. It's not. The state government has committed, what, $350 million to the project. Yes. I know in isolation that seems like a lot of money, but this is a generational investment flash that has the capacity to transform a city. I have felt a little bit of a conflicting vibe with the Labor Party in terms of I feel like Anthony Albanese, every time he speaks, he almost wants to get behind it, yet the local Tasmanian uh, state branch of the Labor Party are almost to a person uh, saying, no, we don't want it, we've yeah. got a stadium down the road, and it's totally fine. When you hear that sort of language, um, you've been to Bell Reeve as many times as I had, and you've seen it and the, the, the state of it, etc. and it's still a very good cricket facility. Let's not, let's not completely you know, poo-poo the whole thing. But when you hear those types of comments, we've got a stadium down the road, what does Alistair Nicholson think? I understand it. I mean, I find the negativity from the state Labor Party really disheartening. And I share your view that Anthony Albanese, I think, is positive towards it. He needs to tread a very careful line in how he constructs it if he is to to announce funding for it, given the level of opposition from within the Labor ranks and and even within... um, the, the Liberal, federal Liberal senators, a, a number of those are opposed to it as well. So it's a, it's a difficult path that he's got to tread, but ultimately he's got to make the right decision in the best interests of, of Tasmania and the best interests of the nation. And I think that he'll he'll do that. But I understand that York Park's a good facility. I understand that Bell Reeve's a good facility. And I've, I've loved broadcasting matches and watching matches in those venues. And, and to be honest, for what they are, I think Tasmania provides a, a fantastic experience at both of those venues. I think organically a Tasmanian AFL team would have demonstrated in time that a new stadium was necessary. I think the popularity of it will be so high that it will show that there is a demand for that and there is a necessity for a bigger stadium and a more modern stadium. I understand the AFL's perspective too. They want to set this up the right way so it can be foolproof, basically bulletproof, that there won't be any teething problems, that this can be the most successful version of itself as soon as possible. And part of that, underpinning that is is their belief that a new stadium will help deliver that. And if you can get the money to build this new stadium, it would be absolutely brilliant. Do I think that it should have been, the Tasmanian licence should have been contingent on the new stadium? Well, I think Tasmania's demonstrated its right to an AFL licence well and truly above and beyond any other requirement that you could place on it. But in saying that, I still am a supporter of the stadium because I think in time Tasmania would need it anyway. So, Let's have yep, it straight away right. and we'll pack that's the right. joint out. And, and I, for one, can't wait to see, you know, Tasmania knock off Collingwood at a packed Macquarie Point Stadium with Jeff Brown in the house with his head in his hands. It's going to be one of life's great sights, Flash. I just, just can't wait for that. So let, let, let's just picture this. It's 2027, it's round one, and so I mentioned to Andy about the Friday night game against Collingwood. Who's Tassie going to play first? Who would they throw up against for a Saturday afternoon <laughs> for the first ever AFL game here from the Tasmanian team? Who are they playing round one? You're, 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 well, who, who, you're, yeah, you're doing I mean, it. It's up, it's up to you. Who are you picking? 
Oh, I'd pick someone like Essendon. I think a big, big yeah. Melbourne-based club or Correct. Richmond, a team oh, like that to come Richmond. down. Yeah, I know that there's a, a theory that maybe Hawthorne would be great given the connection to the state that they've been playing matches in Tassie since 2001. But I want this to be an absolute showstopper, the most unforgettable experience in, in Tassie footy history, at least in a very long time. And let's bring one of the biggest clubs down there. Absolutely. Let's, let's get an Essendon, a Collingwood or a, you know, a Carlton down there or a Richmond to play Tasmania. And, Hopefully they get done by about four or five goals. Alistair Nicholson, thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to chatting to you through the footy season. It's going to be a big few months. Hopefully this deal gets done, mate. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Flash. Speak soon. Alistair Nicholson from Channel 7 joining us this afternoon. We're winding through this hour. So much to talk about. Let's go to a break. We've got Alex Johnson, the news man of Tasmania. He's coming up. The boss of Win News up after the break. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Live on SEN Tassie, 1629 AM. SEN Track Devonport, 1611 AM. And SEN Track Launceston, 1611. This is SEN Tassie's Footy Special with David Lifter. Follow us on Twitter at SEN Tassie. Great to have you with us for the hour. It's nearly gone already. A couple of Texas extra ones coming through here. This is from David. Has the Jack Jumper success cost the AFL extra funds just to save footy in Tasmania? It's a great question. I'll tell you what I do know, David, is the Jack Jumpers' success has been absolutely incredible. Um, and I think can, from an AFL perspective, we can all learn from that and build from that passion. Just, It's an amazing thought. If you think about having our own team, we'll all get behind it finally. Well, from a news perspective, um, a regular SEN contributor, the, the boss down there at Win News, Alex Johnston, has been happy enough to join us. G'day, AJ. How's things? Oh, Flash, it's been a very busy afternoon here in the newsroom. <laughs> and as you would understand, when you have a busy day, that's when the technical gremlins creep in. And we've had a bit of a nightmare here this afternoon, to be honest. But Brent Costello <laughs> he's well, kept his cool with um, a hell of a lot of uh, support from uh, Sophie Cool, who is just the absolute engine room of the newsroom. So we're going to get some great coverage to air, but it hasn't been easy. Uh, fascinating, Dave. Sounds like you've had your challenges. Um, Brent's been bouncing around uh, on the social media. I've seen that, and he seems pretty positive about the whole thing. We talked to Andy Bennett earlier, who was in the room with Gil McLaughlin, and he sounded really good and positive about things. It does feel like a... Pretty good day for Tasmanian football lovers, I think, AJ. Is that how you read it? Well, yes, but it has that big asterisk next to it, doesn't it? Does. It, it does. And, um, it does. And I know you've made your views on the stadium pretty clear over the time, yes. Flash. Um, but there are a lot of people who have the absolute opposite view. I and uh, the problem for Jeremy Rockliffe is uh, some of them are in positions of influence. You saw yesterday that letter from all the federal politician saying to uh, Gillan McLaughlin, give us a team without the um, ultimatum of the stadium. Yes. Um, you know, people like Jackie Lambie, all the all the Liberals in the federal parliament, you know, Jeremy Rockliffe's so-called colleagues. So he's got an uphill battle. 
uh, and then it all comes down to whatever the Prime Minister says. Um, one thing on Jeremy Rockliffe's side is that Anthony Albanese wants action at Macquarie Point. He does. And, and he put in the first $50 million and he is determined to see action down there. Now, whether he's going to say, oh, well, that's going directly towards the stadium or not, who knows? But he certainly wants to spend money down there to see it go ahead because he's been frustrated by the lack of action. So um, I don't think he's going to come out and say, oh, here's all the money for a stadium and it's a great priority and we 100% agree with the Premier. But he might come to the party in some way with some money down the line. It's an interesting one for him, and, and you've uh, had your time in the political world as well, not only reporting on it for a long time, but also uh, being involved with with a party. Um, it's a conflict in a way, isn't it? The state Labor Party is completely against it. That's the stance they've had as a team. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is every time I hear Albanese, I think he's... I think he. I think he's definitely pro team in Tassie, but I've I've got a feeling he wants a stadium there without saying it. Is that is that a read you get sometimes? Am I being overly overly optimistic? Well, he's certainly not against it to the extent that his state no. colleagues are. And like I just said, he definitely wants to see action at Macquarie yes. Point. Now he might say something to the state government, like said, "You guys have sat on your hands for ten years. I'm prepared to provide this money, but only if you show." you've got your ducks in a row and you start the project or you've got to get all of this other stuff right around the site because, of course, we know there's a lot of logistical things have to happen at Macquarie Point before you build a stadium there. There's sewerage treatment plants to move and there's all sorts of remedial work that still needs to be done. So it's not like we could start work tomorrow in a stadium. So maybe the, the um, catch will be you've got to jump through all these hoops now, whether he's, he sets the state government up with too many hoops to jump through, we'll have to wait and see. But, no, I agree with you. He's not as dead against it as the state, his state colleagues, but you can also understand why they are against it because um, it's a very uh, strong political point to make. You want to spend money on this while other things are happening. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they smooth that one over. Just as a, a final thought, you've um, been a huge supporter of the Jack Jumpers and seen that evolution down the road, have you allowed yourself to sit back and think full house football down here? But forget all the other things we could talk about all day about the restaurants, the music, and all that that goes with it. Have you sat back and thought, how good would this be? I have occasionally, I have especially at the Jack Jumpers, where even though I had no interest in the NBL, I wouldn't have been able to name and one player in the NBL before the Jack Jumpers came to town, and in a matter of two years. I'm, I love it. You know, I watch games that they're not in now. So, yes, imagine that. But, gee whiz, it's a long way off, Flash. There's a lot of... But as Gil said today, they actually have... They're probably closer than ever. Like, you know, the Mars bar um, bid back in uh, when Paul Lennon was in power or David Bartlett, and that didn't really go anywhere. You know, they got a meeting with Demetrio, but it didn't get to this stage. So this is the furthest it's ever got. So we can... I guess if you're glass half full, then you could start thinking about that magical Friday night when my Bombers uh, beat your Swans by, you know, one point. Well, let's hope the Bombers uh, maybe beat losing to Tassie by one point, but I get your rhythm. I, I'm, feeling oh, what sorry. You're putting I'm feeling what you're putting down there, young man. And you know what? I hope uh, we get the opportunity to see it, mate. I think it'll be terrific. Uh, I look forward to talking you through the footy season, mate. It's just around the corner. 
Thanks, Flash. Good point. It's been a long day when um, I've got maybe you know maybe the ground will be so good that Essendon will want to play home games there. You know, sorry. Tune in tonight to Win News for all the stories, of course, of what happened today. Alex Johnson from Win News, thanks so much for joining us. Well, that was good. Uh, a great hour or so. It feels like we haven't had enough time almost to get through everybody. Thanks, everybody, for your contributions. It really is a fascinating talking point. But from my perspective, I think we're leaving today with some real optimism. And look, every time I hear Anthony Albanese, I'm sort of reading through the political conversations and, and everything else that goes with it and I see a, a, bit, a bit of positivity. So the AFL have committed $360 million. It's there on the table. Everything else has to get done. It's going to be fascinating to see if we can get it done. It's been great to have your company. I'll be back tomorrow morning from 7am with Jack and Flash. Stay with us here tomorrow. Brett Jeeves, in fact, not Jack Revolt, but he'll be with us as well. Let's have a chat then.